Hey world, my name is Zachary Dash and welcome to episode one of the Around the Block video and podcast series. So it is the first episode, so I'm not going to lie, there was a little extra pressure to get a really good guest in person on the program that we all could probably recognize and easily respect in the industry. And so I actually did not have a connection to this person. It was a cold outreach on Twitter through a Twitter DM. Did not really expect a reply, but sure enough, Stani, the founder of Ave, uh, gave me a reply and was very just warm and welcoming. Um, So thank you again, Stani, so much for being on the program as the very first guest of Around the Block. So um, Stani is actually going to be interviewed by Leah Thompson, and they go into a bunch of really interesting things, or at least things that I find interesting. Uh, they really talk about the uh, Stani's background is in fintech, and they talk about how his background uh, in fintech and how that relates to crypto, and how there's still this disconnect between crypto and fintech, which is really intri- intriguing to me. Stani talks about um, how he is attracted to the chaos of startups. So for those entrepreneurs out there, this might really resonate with you. You always find yourself in this limbo of not really knowing what's next. Uh, he talks about the pivot from Ethland to Ave. So a lot of people know Ave, but they don't actually know the origin story of Ethland. And so if you're out there thinking, should I pivot my startup? Should I pivot my idea? This might be a really good section to listen to. Um, how to find good team members. So uh, one of the things I was, I've been most respected uh, to Stani and what he's been able to do is build a really good team around him. But he goes even deeper into not just how do you recruit good team members, but how do you find their superpowers? And how do you find their strengths to really get them in positions to succeed? So tons of other really good stuff um, that, that Stani is able to uh, go through in this interview. I will just say before I pass this off to Leah in the interview, um, this Around the Block video and podcast series is presented by uh, Block Zero Labs. So Block Zero Labs is a decentralized autonomous venture studio. So what the heck does that mean? Pretty much we just build really cool DeFi crypto protocols and projects and tokens. Uh, we build them together with our community of citizens and we launch them into the decentralized world. So if that sounds fun, if you want to be part of building some really cool projects and protocols, um, definitely go over to Block Zero Labs. .io. Check us out. Maybe become a citizen. See what we're all about. Uh, but that's it uh, for the little plug there. I hope you guys enjoy this interview, and I'll see you guys around the internet. Bye. Stani, thank you so much for taking the time to be part of the Around the Block interview series. We're so excited to have Ave on and you on specifically and get to learn more about your journey and everything that you've been building. So Stani, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me here, Leah. It's, it's, it's uh, really cool to be here. So the question that, that we always start with here around the block, um, because I just I think it's so interesting. We're all part of this huge collective of people that are in this crypto industry, but we all come from different backgrounds. And so tell us a little bit more about Stani before crypto. Uh, what were you doing? What were you passionate <laughs> about? And what kind of led you into this world of crypto? Yeah, I guess uh, before entering into the crypto world and and, and building uh, so-called decentralized financial applications, I was building pretty much um, so-called Web2 financial applications, uh, which is known in mainstream as uh, fintech, practically. So so it's a pretty much user experience uh, uh, on, on finance. And then I went to study law, and then I found smart contract, which is 
uh, pretty much blockchain and, and cryptocurrencies and now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that that like moment when you first learned about crypto? Was it being part of the fintech community? Were, was there some crossover or how did that happen? Yeah, I mean, the, the fintech never kind of like digested cryptocurrencies and blockchain. Right. I, I don't know why, because I, I guess like fintech is about moving like uh, fiat money. So, mm -hmm. so finding efficient ways, there was never idea of actually improving money as it is, you know, so what's Bitcoin, for example, is doing and, and other cryptocurrencies and blockchain in general. So uh, I guess when I got more excited about uh, what you could do with smart contracts, I, I got more mm. uh, involved, but I, I think FinTech is more about end of the day, like how you make the experience with whether it's crypto or, or, or real, like, uh, well, I don't say real money anymore, like fiat, but fiat money. <laughs> right. And I, I think Bitcoin is, is way more real and, and blockchain <laughs> itself. But like, uh, there was always like this, this kind of like a uh, distinction. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess I was a bit fortunate to find like blockchain technology and, and got excited about it because like, uh, uh, in fintech, it, you will not stumble upon. And this happened when I was studying law. Actually, I found practically oh. cryptocurrencies through that mm. way. So it's it's interesting how they are disconnected. And I, I think this is going to change now with the PayPal and everything going into crypto. This is going to change quite radically, I think. Mm. Yeah. So so you started learning about crypto. You uh, got really excited about smart contracts. What was that uh, experience like to decide to actually jump into this world because it's one thing to be learning about it and be like oh that's cool and it's another thing to decide i'm going to go full-time and work <laughs> in this industry <laughs> like was that a gradual transition or was it like once you saw it you're like i need to be part of this <laughs> I, I guess i got sucked in like i honestly i was still studying uh in 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 college so i was still in university mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I, I i i've done previously like startups in my life and i like studying um as a as a kind of like not completely as a teenager in university, you know, it, it was a break for me from, from, you know, FinTech. And uh, in, in some way, I didn't want to do any kind of startup activity for two years. I wanted to have a break, you know, <laughs> and it just didn't happen. I mean, I got sucked into the system and, you know, it's been exciting. And uh, I, I, I guess like, it's just like when something is super fascinating, you just can't, you know, drop it and you, you, you are some way, you want to be part of it. And I, I, I feel like it's not about like just blockchain or crypto. It's, it's more of a, like a culture to be part in a community mm -hmm. and you can decide yourself then do you want to be like full time dedicated or not? It's just for me, I was too excited. So I, I guess that's how it started. So I, I love that you just mentioned that you wanted to take a break from startups, but you've just gotten <laughs> pulled in. Like, I'd, I'd love to hear what what you like about startup culture and the the vibe and the energy of startups and why you kind of keep <laughs> getting pulled into that. <laughs> I, I like the chaos. Um, mm. I like the chaos in a good way. Like the, the, the thing that everything doesn't need to be too structured. You know, you mm. can innovate. Uh, you can, it feels like it's ongoing hackathon all the time that you can just build things and, 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 and deploy them and, you know, and let other people to use them, test your stuff, uh, your software, your products. And that's very fascinating. And you don't need to be too structured and there isn't too many layers of decision making. That's super right. fascinating. I, I think that's, that's the fun part. Uh, it's not easy to run a startup. It's, it's kind of like, uh, it's a constant battle. 
uh, but I'm used to it in some extent. I don't mind it anymore. <laughs> no, I, I love that. And I totally agree. There's a certain like kind of scrappy, innovative energy to startups that you don't get with all the red tape of, of bigger companies. <laughs> and, and like you said, it's really 24 seven. We were just talking about that before the interview. I was like, thanks for doing a Friday afternoon interview. And you're like, I don't even know what day is it. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, it, like, uh, I, I think it's fun, especially because you have friends all, all over the place in time zones. So, mm. so, so I'm very active with other founders, other community members. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, two days ago, I practically was awake until 3 a.m. to help one of the community developers to, to build whatever he wanted to build, basically, on, on top of our um, protocol and products. So, I mean, you know, it's just like uh, you don't look at the time much. I mean, you just like have this relationship and try to manage somehow. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as, as an entrepreneur, I, I think that one of the most difficult decisions to make is, is when to keep going forward with what you're doing and, and when to pivot and decide to do something else. So I would love to hear about your transition from Eatland to Ave and what made you decide to, to make that jump and kind of walk us through your mindset and what, what happened with that transition. Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, because we, we were, when we launched Eatland, it was practically, you know, you could lend out Ethereum and, and get interest on your Ethereum, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have suddenly, you have an ecosystem of various different kinds of tokens. You have stable coins, which are cryptographic dollars. You know, it's, it's kind of like the same thing as you put money into the bank, but you could actually put in a cryptographic form into, let's say, Aave protocol and earn yield, which is currently a bit better than the, the bank's offer. But what's interesting here is that uh, the, the kind of uh, utility expanded. So we were doing a bunch of other stuff as well, like in terms of like currencies that could be borrowed. And then we decided that actually like, like we probably needed like a name, like a brand that, you know, isn't stuck with only like the, the Ethereum lending aspect, but also like kind of like other assets because we believe that uh, there will be more value put into the Ethereum in terms of like tokenizations. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how we got. And I, I think pivots are amazing. Like, uh, I mean, the, one of the things usually when you, you, you pivot, you're taking very big risk, as equal big risk as you're starting from the, uh, even bigger, because like you, you have the, the fear that you let down a lot of people when you're doing this. Right. I mean, you're changing completely what you promised. And when, when we t- took this decision, uh, it was a bit scary, but uh, we're glad we did it. And I, I think pivots, successful pivots are one of the like greatest uh, success stories. So what was like some of your biggest motivation to really want to build Ave? Like what was the inspiration behind it? What was kind of that catalyst that made you say, yes, this is something we're going to do? <laughs> I, I think it wasn't the decision like I, I did by myself. I mean, we have a great team. Um, uh, back in then, I, I think there was uh, 15 uh, team members. Now we're 33 or something. Uh, I think it was a common decision that that uh, actually like uh, we now see where the narrative of let's say uh, blockchain is going, where the cryptocurrency narrative is going, and decentralized finance, and we kind of understand like where we could find some kind of value uh, for the end users, and 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 then we just make a more of a like a common decision. So I don't think in all of it like I, I don't make all of the decisions, and I, I think it's. Yeah. Uh, pretty much done in a very like a uh, kind of like team effort and I'm glad it's that way because I will not like I don't want to make all the decisions because like <laughs> <laughs> then the products will not be as good as they are today so in, in that sense like uh, uh, it was like a common understanding within the team that like we we just want to make something now 
something new and take this risk. And and it, it's actually not a risk only for 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 the whole like project, but everyone individually because they have to actually like change what they're doing and everything. And it's uh, it's a it's a big thing for everyone. So I, I'd love to hear more about how you find good team members, because I, I feel like almost any entrepreneur will agree that's a difficult thing to do, to find the right people and put them in the right seats on the bus. So I'd love to hear more about your process of, of how you go about finding these people and when you know that they're the right people for the team. Yeah, I, I for uh, at least for like us, for me, it's important to to, to value what when the individuals, uh, what kind of skills they have and talent. And actually, like, uh, you, you, I, I, I think previously we tried to always fit a position, but what we do more now is like we want to find the right persons with the right skill sets and, and kind of understand mm -hmm. what they're doing and, and, and kind of like they're, um, they're, they're kind of, um, it's, it's very hard to explain because like <laughs> once you know someone uh, with some abilities, like some interesting things they built in the past, and once you start valuing those things, then you start to see like how you could actually benefit from having that person in the team and, and helping out. So it, it's more about uh, kind of like valuing other people's skills. And once you value enough and understand like uh, what they're capable of, of building and designing, and, and then you, you kind of like find the match and, and uh, instead of filling a position. And, and that's a very big difference because then uh, when you hire uh, someone, uh, with with that kind of like a uh, skill set that you actually like appreciate, uh, you will feel really good because you actually have uh, people that have a lot of uh, talent and and that's like what what the any kind of like uh, it doesn't have to be tech but in general I, I think it's a question many startups are are trying to kind of like solve and and once you respect what they're doing and, and value it then it's way easier to find because that's uh, you just find find exactly what you value. Oh, that's beautiful. And honestly, like, so yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so forward thinking and, and something that I hope we see more of just in the world in general is instead of being like, oh, here's this job description, do it or not. It's like, hey, what are you really good at? What are your superpowers? Let's pull that out. And yeah, that's superpowers. Exactly. Like, this is what mm. we're looking for. Like, kind of like, we, we know that people can do a lot of incredible stuff. And, and, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing, especially in our space, because like, uh, like talent is sparse, but also like once you understand like the capabilities and, and what they can do and, and like basically the backgrounds and everything. And when you start to value, like the hiring becomes more uh, better and you find like very good, good people and then you can build like very nice products. And now we're in the position with Ave with this, but it's, it's, it wasn't easy to realize. I mean, you, you really have to change your mind about this. And, and once you do it and, and keep also the openness and, and, and this kind of like uh, culture. Uh, and especially it's difficult when you grow. So like, I, I, I thought that we have like 15, 16 persons working like uh, a couple of weeks ago. I, I know everyone who is in the team and, 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 and what we do together and, and that kind of stuff. But you know, it's just like fascinating to see like how quickly you grow, like mm -hmm. how, how small you still think you are. But <laughs> like uh, suddenly like you, when you f figure out that actually it's, it's twice more that you, you you, you, you actually think you have like, like people, it's just mm. amazing. So as you, I'm sure are very familiar with us coming from the startup world and pretty much any entrepreneur knows that growth is not always easy. Things don't always go smoothly. <laughs> and so I'd love to hear a little bit more about 
what were some of the hardest parts of building Ave, and were there any roadblocks that you didn't expect and kind of how you approached overcoming them when you ran up against them? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So even in the products uh, wise, um, I I think what we built with the Ave protocol, we never built before. Mm. So practically uh, there, there was, we could look at other protocols, but essentially our protocol works differently, you know, and uh, you know, you basically have a, a, a team to build things, but they're building from completely from scratch something uh, new. So you have all this like technicalities, you have like every day some issues to be solved, very interesting issues. Like I really think that some of the stuff we're, we, we have been solving has been like very, very cool. Uh, and, and then of course, like, uh, um, one interesting part about uh, being like a blockchain startup is that there's like a, you, you go with the markets in, in some extent, you know, like when, when the market is really active, you know, like uh, when we have a bull run, everyone is happy and everyone is like, everyone is funding every project that they can and participating in every possible thing. And then when there is like, let's say a bear market, like you see like a lot of people kind of like disappear and then you're like, they're still building and, and kind of like, trying to believe what you're doing. So it, this kind of like market fluctuation, it affects a bit the, the, the teams, but if you can just put it on, on the side, like it really helps. But it was like uh, interesting to see kind of like when you are always focused on, on the product and the technology, right. that how much the markets affect, which is totally fine. I mean, that's how like the whole economy works. You know, if the economy isn't doing well, people don't shop that much. If it's doing well, people are shopping. Right. <laughs> that is the perfect segue into something that I, I wanted to ask you about because I know in the pre-interview that you did with Zachary Dash um, for this Around the Block interview, you talked about the importance of staying level-headed as an entrepreneur. And I think that's something that is difficult anyway, but might even be more difficult in the blockchain space because of what you just talked about with all of these market fluctuations and things going on all the time. Mm-hmm. Can you share your thoughts on like kind of one, like the importance of staying level-headed and then maybe two, how you're actually able to do that being, you know, here in the crypto space? Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, the cool part is that when you have users, you can listen to your users and, and mm-hmm. make their life easier, like, you know, building better products. So, right. so you, have, you, you basically have a North Star, right? Mm-hmm. But everything else, it, it's just like kind of like feeling-based, gut-based in the sense that, you know, like, market is moving, everything is moving, you know, and technology is moving all the time. So, you know, if you build something uh, today, uh, even the underlying blockchain might, might, get, might get improvements and you have to take into consideration. And, mm-hmm. and so, so there's so many moving parts and you, you just have to like, uh, you know, try to go with, with all of the changes and, and apply and, and reinvent things. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know actually what to say, like, I don't have any, uh, <laughs> success received and 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 i I personally i don't consider myself like any like that successful because i kind of like our goal is to get more people into DeFi, but we have now like we have grown quite substantially but there's still a lot of works you know i i i want to be probably in a situation where you know if i explain to my friends you know about ave you know they could say that oh okay i actually have my funds in this other protocol i could put it in your you know Mm -hmm. i want that kind of adoption you know that you can actually like talk the same language now if i talk with my friends like let's say even not the ones that i know very well what i'm doing like it's there's still a gap you know and Mm -hmm. and i I kind of want to like close the close the gap 
Oh, that is such a huge topic, especially heading into what should be this next bull run. We're going to be all inundated with questions from our friends. So how do we go about closing that gap? And why is there a gap there in the first place? Is it just an education problem? Like, what can we do? I think it's an educational thing because there's so many things you could actually do. You can improve user experience and, and so forth. But if you kind of like don't distinguish what is crypto and, and what is, let's say, blockchain and, and what is, let's say, uh, a wallet, mm. it's kind of the same way as, as not knowing what is internet banking or what is a browser and, and you know, like, let's say, uh, what is a mouse in a computer? So, <laughs> you know, you don't, you need to know those things to, to access, you know, like, let's say email and, and besides mm-hmm. knowing email, right? So you need, you need to, these are silly things to say out loud. But for example, is if you go like uh, 15 years back, this is something that I had to like teach my mom and my dad, like how do you use, how do you use computer? How do you go to the internet? And how does the internet banking work? And there's like so many steps there. And you know, like in, in crypto, we have like, let's say the, 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 the private key or the seed words, you know, in, in internet banking, you, you basically have the, the credentials, then you might have your safety card. So, so some kind of right. like a thing called calculator. So there's always like, even if people complain about the user experience, it's just like educational thing. It, it becomes easier over time, but like the most of the responsibility is just like learning things and also like educating other people. And, and I mean, if, if, if we achieve in that, then we're in the right path. Because if, if people cannot recognize what's the difference between, let's say, cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum and so forth, and in, 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 in compared to, let's say, uh, digital uh, currencies that are not cryptographically verified or they're mm-hmm. controlled by uh, private parties, like then we have right. a problem. <laughs> no, that's such a good point. I think that uh, that's going to be an interesting hurdle to cross with our friends is the difference between more like real cryptocurrencies and ones that are... <laughs> maybe not so much. (laughs) So I kind of want to pivot and, um, and chat a little bit more about what you guys are building with um, Avagachi because NFTs and collectibles are just such a huge part of the cryptoverse right now. And honestly, I think one of the most fun iterations of things we've seen in a long time. So I'd love to just hear more about what Avagachi is and what you guys are building. Yeah, so the, the, the funny part is that Avegachi is actually not a um, Ave project, so it's in the ecosystem. So there was uh, uh, two guys, Jesse and, and, and Dan, they were, they were participating in this hackathon and they were building stuff on, on top of Ave. And then they came up with idea, like, because their like, interest has been always in non-fungible tokens mm. and, and collectibles. So they had an idea that, hey, what if you do this kind of like a Avegachi thing where you can actually... Uh, get a uh, a portal kind of like a uh, a deck of Avagotchi, so which are like collectibles, which are verified cryptographically, so non fungible right. tokens. And and practically, when when you're earning interest in in Ave, so when you're saving, the better you save, the quicker you can unlock those Avagotchis, and then you can equip them. There's pra- practically wearables, uh, mm. consumables. So there's different kinds of things. And and because they're uh, cryptographic tokens. What you can actually do then, uh, someone can create a another game. Let's say it could be like some sort of like a fighting game. It can be some sort of like a uh, you know breeding game, farming game, it, any kind of like a compatibility. And and you can take those avagotchis and and actually use them in those games and play. So and oh, th- there's like even bigger thing because you could actually include brands into this ecosystem. So you can some some way uh, represent the brands. It could be. If you buy a beanie for your Avagachi, it could have like some sort of brand, you know, like mm-hmm. 
traditional brand logo there. So it, it's an opportunity as well for, for like traditional uh, world. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about like the whole thing about, you know, smart contracts and, and not just only about decentralized finance is that the smart contracts talk with each other. So you could actually create like a universe of things. It's practically an internet, like some of the stuff in the internet is games, some stuff are finance, you know, but the difference is that compared to traditional finance or traditional gaming is that here they actually discuss with each other. So it, they're all like in the same network. That's like the, the, the cool part. So Ave version two is around the corner. And so I, I'd love to hear more about what exactly that is, like what some of the changes are going to be and what you and the team are most excited about with that. Yeah, I, I think that there's different, <laughs> there's different products what the team is excited about. <laughs> we, have, we have done like a lot of, like there's sort of new features, but improvements as well. Uh, for example, Emilio, one of our uh, lead uh, developers, uh, he's most excited probably about the the, the uh, kind of like uh, lowering of the gas consumption. So mm -hmm. so the smart contracts are more efficient. Uh, I personally, I'm, I'm uh, more excited about the new features because you can actually uh, swap your collateral and swap your de the, the deposit. So let's say if you deposit it, um, uh, let's say USDC and you're earning, let's say, uh, 4%, then you see that die another stable coin is at 5%. You can swap it just by pressing mm -hmm. a button. Mm -hmm. And in the background, all, the, all of this smart contract work happens. And, and there's a bunch of other stuff. Like, for example, if I deposit into Aave and I, I, I'm earning yield and, and mm -hmm. practically I'm not borrowing anything, I could actually delegate that uh, credit line, for example, to you. And, and you can uh, exercise that credit line, pay me uh, interest for that and, and do whatever you want to do without a collateral. So you, you kind of like, uh, open the space into under-collateralized loans, which is very interesting experimentation-wise. There's some, like many cool features there. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Um, just to, it'll be fun to see everything rolling out. I know a lot of people are kind of sitting at the edge of their seat, getting excited and waiting to see that. So one thing that I, um, I always love to hear people's opinions on um, or thoughts on, because this is such a broad question. And so it's interesting to see where people take it is if you could change one thing about the crypto industry, what would it be and why? And just take that in any direction you want. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I probably will not change anything, uh, mm. but I mean, if that, that kind of like a thing could be like a, uh, a way, to, if I could roll back something, like that would be cool. If something bad would happen, I would like to use that to roll back, you know, that, will, <laughs> that, that is something I would want to do. But I, I think now I'm, I'm pretty happy as, as things are in the sense that you, uh, I, I mean, if you want innovation, it, it comes when you iterate enough, you know, if you want to like get more people involved, it's, it's pretty much up to the communities and, you know, and um, adoption, education. But I, I just, I, what I'm thinking is that if something goes wrong for some reason, it, it will be good that kind of like we can go back one step and redo, you know, like it's, it's it, <laughs> you know, like some games, they have this kind of like redo function or, you know, like, I, like <laughs> so I, I definitely like, uh, would like to have that kind of like capability, but otherwise I, I will not change much because I, I think uh, things are going pretty well for 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 the whole cryptocurrency space. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. there's there's in, there's sort of interest at the moment. Uh, I could say that maybe it would be nice if institutions are more 
involved in the right. sense that they, they show interest in. Uh, but uh, no, I think things are going well. Honestly, we're, we should be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh, you, you want a superpower to roll back bad choices. I think we all support you in that, <laughs> you know, goal. <laughs> It'd be great if someone had that superpower, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's controversial in the sense mm -hmm. that you could think about blockchain in the sense that uh, you should not roll back. And I totally agree in the sense that uh, we should, like, things are final. But the thing is that uh, there's always something that might happen that, uh, because blockchain is a consensus, right? So mm -hmm. finality. But uh, sometimes you make a mistake in, in a big way, in the finality. So maybe you want to uh, roll back if, if, if there isn't like much of a like a uh, kind of like, if it's not a bad thing to do in, in, in some, some sense. So yeah, but or, or, or other than that, I'm all about finality and that is mm -hmm. what I'm like, I, I, I love about the whole technology. So. I hope no one attacks me about this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Disclaimer. Well, like you said, it's bullish times. There's a lot of excitement in the air. And I, I love that in response to that question, you're like, things are going great. We should be happy because they really are. Like it's, it's a really exciting time right now. So I won't take up any more of your time. I want to thank you so much, uh, Sonny, for coming on and being part of the Around the Block interview series. It's been awesome to get to not only learn more about what you guys are currently working on over at Ave, but just even get to learn more about your personal journey and your thoughts on building startups and teams and things like that here in the crypto space. So uh, Sonny, thank you again so much for coming on the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you so much.